Welcome, listeners, and welcome back to Fate Rest. Our uh, our adventures got into uh, a sticky situation last time. Y'all want to recap what happened? We fought some fairy fuckers and some cultists, and we won. Good job, everybody. I think we looted some bodies. I don't remember who did it, but I see there's 50 GP and one health potion and daggers in my notes. As something that was brought up. So like, oh cool. Somebody has it, but that's not me. I do believe that was our uh, resident orc. Beautiful. Somebody has it. Yeah, I do remember I do remember looting daggers. Yep, two sacrificial daggers. The jagged, jagged sacrificial daggers. Very edgy. Yes. The edge lord of daggers. Edgiest of all daggers. Oh right. And that's pretty spot on. You're talking to these this uh Drow man and uh, dwarf woman. Which, well, technically the drow man, the dwarf woman hasn't said anything. Man, you'll be just going to be snacking on one of her loaves of bread she's got hidden away or something. She barely broke a sweat, so <laughs> it's just chill right now. All right. So as you're all standing around this room where this battle just ensued at, the uh, the dwarf woman comes back from uh, absorbing that portal, the, the fey portal, into her crystal ball thing. And she goes in to the uh, the abyssal farmer that died, and like readies them and gets them, and, uh, essentially takes their dog tags and marks and uh, lays the body to uh, rest, and kind of sets it on fire and burns it to ash. The drow, he kind of looks around and he says, um, These fey have been a problem lately. Our group is supposed to hunt down fey and destroy them. And for some reason, there, there have been lots of attacks on the roads near this construct. So we showed up here. What brings the three of you here? Callie is currently watching this, um... I would, I would call it a burial ritual, but she's not burying anyone. But like this, this ritual of taking the dog tags and burning the bodies that this other woman's doing in this closed environment where nowhere, there's nowhere for the smoke or the smell to go. And she's very curious about this entire, all the decision-making processes in this um, action, <laughs> presently. Um, and she'll kind of, like, blink a few times and look over at the guy when he addresses her, or them, you know, as a group, and just, um, we were tasked with finding some dangerous dark fae, and dealing with them. So I suppose um, in that mission you and I are allies. Then watches the woman again. Very curious. I tell you what, you're watching the woman give me uh, a perception check. Okie doke. Uh, 
That is an 18. An 18. That's a good number for Callie. I know, right? Incredible. <laughs> All right. So as you're watching this dwarf woman perform this uh, somewhat of a ritual, you'll notice that the flame doesn't produce any heat or smoke. And it's this deep red crimson color. And it just slowly turns the body to ash. And the ash kind of like uh, essentially just eventually just fades away. Cool. She's going to watch it even more curiously. Like This is the most interesting thing in the room right now. I don't know about this other guy who's trying to talk to us. <laughs> <laughs> so you've come to destroy the Dark Fae. Well, we thank you for the assist. Do not know how... Well, he looks at the three of you up and down. Uh, armed civilians are going to to take down uh, uh, magic portals and exploding fairies but we, you just we do saw us take down the fairies oh this this was just a small force there's plenty more of these deep within here we're just in the start our scouts scouted out a very, very large cavern ahead of us. She looks around at, like, the, rem the remnants of the dead bodies, and then back to the guy, and just... Well, clearly these three armed civilians, as you call us, are doing a better job than you were. Yeah, there's not many of you left. Even I can count that high. <laughs> he, he looks extremely insulted. Like, ugh. This is a fair point. The If you were going to be here, we would need a bit of assistance. As you've said, we do not have many forces left. In fact, it's just me and the lieutenant commander here. And he points to the dwarf woman, who still has yet to say a word. So I was gonna kind of come back over and, uh, well, it's like the tribe always said: there's strength in numbers. Mm. Even if you're few and we're few, might be able to get something out of it. Could also be dead weight, though. That does seem more likely. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> he insulted her. She's gonna be sassy. I don't know what to tell you. Or I think we can stem the tide of uh, darklings if we can get to the portal on the far side of the cavern in the next room. They seem to be stemming from a large one. And we only have so many forces before we can... I say forces. I guess we should show you what 
all we still have, and maybe we can formulate a plan. Well, plans are definitely better than just going in blindly. Are you wearing a bandana around your eyes? You're not blind, are you? <laughs> and he looks over at the the dwarven woman and nods to her, and she drops this uh, this little satchel on the ground and pops up this. Uh, it's like a one of those kind of like a radar map. It's like a magically inclined radar map that's just pulsing from the uh, the center point of where they're at, and uh, it's every now and then you'll see a few uh, pulsing dots, or like black spots, in in the uh, cavernous area to the north of where you're currently at. Mm-hmm. And it's just and it's every time it pulses, there's more and more of these dots. Mm. And uh, as as this happens, the uh, the drow man he uh, he blows on a whistle, and two constructs uh, appear as if they were there the whole time, but like out of thin air, and they look like sentinels. Is it this? It's what we have and the information we currently have of the next room. I will not lie. This is not... This will not be fun. Uh, I think what we probably would do best with would be to get some kind of distraction to get things out of that room. If it's possible. Hmm. Distraction. Perhaps we split up into two groups and maybe pull them into here while another group tries to take out the portal. Well, unless you share how to shut down the portals, I think that sounds like we're taking a lot of heat. portals can be shut down with a large magic force or one of these crystal balls. Do you have more than the one? This one should be sufficient. That isn't what I asked. We do not. These These artifacts are very hard to come by. So what you're saying is if we go in there as two teams and one of the teams, the one that's meant to go for the portal and shut it down is stopped or killed then the mission is lost this is a large possibility for people who usually busy themselves with this sort of work you are woefully unprepared we were woefully unprepared from the start We figured we were just coming in to quell some small fey, not these exploding fairies. She just kind of seems generally annoyed. (laughs) Well, I hate to be the one who's going to be the logical one here, but recriminations and 
what we were prepared for, what we weren't prepared for, surprises, that's not going to end these fey. That's not going to stop these portals. Now, what will stop them is us getting over our collective high horses and taking care of the problem. We can bicker later. Why don't I just take the magic ball thing and just charge right on into the portal? She'll, like, tap on her armor, like, hit her chest a couple times. Like, uh, I got plenty. The dwarf, the dwarf woman just... kind of, like, smiles at this. I like her. She's, she's got balls. And that's definitely one. Do we know how many are directly in front of this next portal? Because if there's enough to stop, if there's enough to stop you, then we'll need a different plan than that. Well, normally there is a, at least two larger, like larger versions of these exploding fairies guarding each portal. Which is what kind of we found out that they exploded when our portal team, our first portal team, came in and tried to shut down the portal without killing those things first. Uh, this large one, I do not know. We've never encountered a portal this large before. All right, so normal ones looking at two this one's bigger so we can assume more than two I don't know if as they get larger if it's you know directly linked twice the size twice the guards I don't know that part of it it sounds like you don't either this is a fair assessment Our scouts could only get so much before they were destroyed. And he kind of knocks on the sentinels sitting next or standing next to him. They aren't as durable as they look. I find that's a pretty common trend. Um, but so we know there are powerful guardians that are bigger and nastier than the ones we've already fought. So, rushing directly in is probably not the best plan. I can make them for run away to, from to me easy. The portal. I mean, if that's definitely something, I don't know how susceptible Fay are too. You'll be shut. Goddesses. Well, she is a very kind mother. She can make things. Listen to her, no problem. AKA, it's called Turn the Faithless. <laughs> it works on Fey and Fiends. It does. <laughs> Should just chew on her bread you some more. You and your more. fancy God given yeah. abilities. Wow, she did. She just, uh. She just, uh, taps herself with the Shield of Faith. Show them her fucking uh, holy symbol and charge right in to close the portal. We at least got that part solved. Callie will go over to the dwarven lady and hold out her hand. Like, palm up. 
the orb, please. Why, why certainly. And she just places this large crystal ball in Callie's hand. Uh, you seemed a lot more uh, capable than our commander here. And how do you activate do you... it? You just hold it up there and do its thing on its own. She nods and then we'll walk over to Yulby and place it in Yulby's hands. <laughs> She'll grin. Alright, do I go in now? She's like, hup and ready, like wait, stashing wait, away wait. the bread. Wait, 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 wait. Before you go in there, and he hands each of you this, uh, it's, it looks almost like a blueberry, and he hands each of you one. Eat this first. It will help uh, regain any magic you lost during this last fight. And any of those, any of you who eat that, let me know. No. If somebody's going to regain magic, I should probably eat that. <laughs> Because I'm a little light on the magic. <laughs> Callie will remaining sort of wait situation. And wait and watch to see if either of them eat one first. <laughs> no, I saw them using magic and things. Yeah, Zug, Zug would eat it. All right, uh, go, go ahead and uh, give yourself essentially a full rest. Long yep, full rest. rest. There you go. Health and everything? Sweet. Yep. He just ate a sensu bean, essentially. Wonders if that's copyrighted. Do we have to scratch that from the audio? <laughs> that's why I said blueberry. <laughs> <laughs> it's a super fruit, okay? The last super fruit I ate tasted like grass clippings, so I don't <laughs> think I like that idea. You'll be able to turn this blueberry over in her hand and look at them like, this is not some fae food. I heard and, stories. <laughs> well, so after Zug eats that, if y'all are looking at him, he looks like he just woke up from a three-day nap and is the most fresh person ever. Yeah, Callie is still squinting suspiciously at this dwarf and this dude, waiting for them to eat a blueberry. The dwarf eats like a handful of them. A handful? He's a dwarf. Needs lots of magic back. She'll be awake for a month. <laughs> <laughs> They're not caffeine pills. That'd be scary. Yeah, I guess you'll be. We'll eat it. Yep. This is some food. Callie is still full of suspicion, but we'll follow suit. I don't know. When somebody you just met is like, here, eat this. <laughs> it's fair. <laughs> I mean... What could go wrong? As a player, that just means, oh man, we're about to face some real big bullshit. <laughs> no, no, yeah, as a player, like, absolutely. But as as a character who has extensive dealings with Faye in the past, when someone hands you something and says, oh hey, eat this. You, you, you be suspicious first. <laughs> does, does fighting Faye kind of extensive dealings with them in their past? Um, sort of. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Alright. 
<laughs> so, um, uh, point of as order. you all eat the blueberries, yes. I'm sorry. Does this recharge any one-a-day things? Yes, it re- it's full long rest. So it's everything. Everything is recharged. Ooh. All the things. Ooh. Okay. As you all... It restores As, all as you all eat the blueberries, the, uh, the drow man eats one. And he says, ah, abyssal blueberries. Best things on this side of reality. Squints. <laughs> Still squinting actively. It's fine. <laughs> so, if they're... Hmm. It just, they just grow in normal soil? Because it seems like a really convoluted way to get berries to go to the abyss they grow in uh, essentially battleground soil so one heck of a harvest outside then ah yeah (laughs) they also grow underground too I suggest you don't give my tribes any of these because we'd run you out of the market. <laughs> we have orc men and women in our ranks. No, no. You misunderstand me. My tribe, not my people, my tribe. They have to take them from us first. All right. I have to make a very small out-of-character joke here. Just... Did you just assume that all orcs are from the same tribe? Jeez. <laughs> yeah. How racially insensitive could you possibly be? Goodness. <laughs> Callie would not make that comment, but I was just like, my dude. <laughs> You're all green on the outside, right? Looks at the gray orc in front of him. <laughs> <laughs> All right. If you'll follow the lieutenant commander here, uh, I believe the entrance to this next cavern is that way. And he kind of like points in a general direction towards the north. Wait. If we open the door, will they try to rush us? I don't think there's an actual door. How do we get in? No, if... I feel as if they're because we haven't found a door in this room but I feel as if there may be a false wall or something I do not know oh we have an expert in those sorts of things you'll be (laughs) great he's going to go look for this false wall in that direction he pointed (laughs) Uh, before you do that um, so I was going to kind of go over there uh, with because he has a thing to set up when we find the door the uh, way in <laughs> yeah so how are you looking for this false wall oh, I'm just going to push on things and see if it gives <laughs> awesome <laughs> so I was going to originally do this as an investigation check because it would work that way, but you're pushing all the walls. Give me a dexterity save. As you're walking up and down this wall, pushing on it. A dex save? 
a dex save. Okay. Interesting. Pretty sure because of my armor, it's at disadvantage. I believe so. Boop. Well, the highest was a seven. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> so the lowest is a three. A three. <laughs> not at an, it's not a nat one. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> so as, as you're starting to walk around and you're pressing on the wall and you're looking for this, this false wall, you kind of come to a section that... Uh, it seems to be colder in this area than what it should be. Mm-hmm. And as you press on the wall, you'll be false through it. And, uh, like fall so, through it like it's a wall falling through or like it's not even there? And like through. it's not even there. And she Oop. falls. These uh, <laughs> people yes. are like, we have this orb that absorbs fairy magics and we know what we're doing with fairies, but also... A wall illusion fooled them. <laughs> Man, Yobi pushes on a door, it goes up. She pushes on another door, she just goes right through. Like, she'll figure out how the mechanics work at some point. <laughs> when she falls, she maybe it went just up so fast flat. that she didn't see it. Yeah. <laughs> With that roll, I bet. <laughs> What do we see? Like we don't see anything. We just she just falls through the wall, right? She just falls through the wall, and you can no longer see anything but her feet. <laughs> uh, we just we just see you'll be go ass over tea kettle. <laughs> well, she'll scamper just... back up. Uh huh. So Callie's you just gonna like up. look at the others and then start walking that way. All right. <laughs> gonna try to pass through the. Visible wall there. Mm-hmm. Give me. I'm just gonna step through. <laughs> You're gonna just try to step through. Yeah, I'm still gonna need a. Uh, uh... Go ahead, and give me a perception check then. This should work. Reassuring. Okay, that is a nineteen. A nineteen. So as you go to try to walk through this wall, you put your hand out to, uh, to try to see if it's there, see if the you can pass through it or not. You just touch the wall, and you can't pass through it. That seems like the level of trickery that uh, one would expect. Can I offer my hand through the wall? You can. Your hand, as soon as you put your hand out, it passes through it like it wasn't nothing. Found it! <laughs> Kelly will uh, take her hand and she will pull her through and you come through easily what do we see on this side of the wall yeah, so on this side of the wall if you look back at the others you can see them clear as day like there's no wall there they do not see you They're like a two way mirror type of situation mm-hmm. huh and if you turn around and face the other direction, it's a short corridor. Looks like it's been carved from the stone. And then it opens up into a large, dark cavern. 
that you can't see much more than three or four feet into the cavern. Well, they probably already know we're here. Your fall wasn't quiet. Um, and she'll, like, poke her head and also an arm back through the wall. Just, it would seem somebody on this side needs to pull you through, so come along. Hold on. Did you? Are you still holding Yulby's hand when you do that? Yes. You are? Then yes, you can poke your hand <laughs> and head through. <laughs> <laughs> Now I'm curious about the mysteries. <laughs> mm. Very well. He's gonna grab the hand and reach out for the rest, I suppose. Yep. We can just make a chain. And the the, the dwarf woman like excitedly grabs Zug's hand, like she's she likes magic and she's now excited because of the magic. Oh, I was. Never mind. <laughs> so I was like, down. "What? You're not e- giving either me way, a ship? What's going out. on in the show?" Fuck. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> I mean, Zug is very uncomfortable. He doesn't know why. I mean, that's a small side for an orc. I feel like it can work. <laughs> <laughs> the drow kind of begrudgingly grabs the dwarf's hand, like, ah, magic. Mm. Magic is what makes the world go round. You all successfully make it through the fairy door. Callie releases both hands, maybe very subtly. Uh, Prestidigitates her hands clean. It's fine. (laughs) (laughs) You'll be had breadcrumbs all over her hands, (laughs) (laughs) and probably blood, and who knows what else. Man, you'll be was unscratched. That battle. I wasn't saying it was Yulby's blood. Mm. <laughs> right? <laughs> that makes sense. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> and the, the drow man says, Well, like your friend here said, it's safe to say that they must likely know we're here. So I don't think us splitting them up is going to happen. Well, they just charge in then don't know our plan. Now they do. You know what? Yobi's just gonna like rub her hands together, cast shield of faith of her, on herself. <laughs> so I get plus two to my AC. Please and, and you have Alder. And I have Alder. And I have a shield on my arm. Rub your hands together for a rain of bread yep. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Take out her holy symbol from her fucking... I feel like she has like a necklace amulet chain that she keeps on underneath. She just pulls that out. It's possible. Has the orb in her shield hand. And then just charges in. Alright. <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. Clickety clank. So, so I'm imagining like Shield of Faith kind of causes you'll be to give off this like glow. Mm-hmm. It's a magic shield. So. All around her, you can see the cavern light up as she runs in there. And anyone who's looking around, I'm going to need perception checks. Oh, joy. (laughs) That's respectable. 13. Zuck over here with an... Yeah, Zuck over here with an 18. 18 and the what? 13. 13. Well, these two didn't roll for shit. Yeah, I know. That's how we do. (coughs) For shit. That's how we play this game on this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> All right, so the 13 is high enough. 
So both of you, as she runs out there, and she just continues on, the cavern seems ominously empty. Like, all those pulsing lights and stuff would indicate that there should have been countless enemies in here, but there's nothing as she runs forward. Cool! I'm casting some invisibility on myself. You still see nothing. Well, at least now I'm sure I see nothing. <laughs> now, Zug, with your 18, on the far side of the cavern, you see the glow of... like It's like a rainbow glow of one of the cherry blossom trees. And this one... Uh, the sproutling y'all found in the last cave was maybe a foot and a half, maybe two feet high at most. This one here seems to be taller than any of you three. Um, can you tell us how tall it is? I'm going to say about eight foot. I think about how tall you guys were for a second. And Ooh. that's how the glow so is. A little taller. <laughs> a little bit taller. Um, I would like to wait until... How, how long is this cavern? Uh, so she runs and does her, I guess her 30, 30 feet of movement, and uh, there's still plenty of space in front of her, so I'm going to say about 200, 200 feet, 200 yards, whatever works better, 200 feet works better, yeah. And it just seems... 200 feet works really well in a game that's measured in feet. Yeah, that that's true. Um. <laughs> Yeah. Kali will wait until Yulby's about Yeah, about thirty feet out, maybe forty five before she steps into the room. Uh-huh. Um I would like to uh prepare to cast Armor of Agathis on myself when I see an opponent, but I don't want to cast it too early and have it wear wear out before we, you know, get to the fights. So Uh-huh. As of right now, she's looking around with her eyes that can see invisibility and following with some space between her and Yulby. Yulby's just going to look for that spooky portal thing. Same as entering in, following, and I want to prepare uh, mage armor to top myself off now because I think I'm expired. Alright. My original cast at this point. Alright. And, uh... The two abyssal farmers they ready their weapons and uh, uh, slowly follow in. They don't turn invisible this time, but they slowly follow in behind y'all. And uh, the drow man says, "Where are, where are those bloody fae? They should have been in here by the droves." Don't ask us. We're just armed civilians. This is... Did I say we can stop with the barbs? Do it later. We need to watch. We, we need to uh, rely on each other at this point. Small scoff. <laughs> and you make your way into. This is what it's like to be a kindergarten teacher in my, in my brain. <laughs> do, I, do I see any portal things, Tex? Alright, so give me a perception. Hey, no, no disadvantage, because it's super dark in here. Yeah, 21. <laughs> 21. That's a good perception. You'll be sees all. all oh, right. good. It was almost so. a four. <laughs> 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 so as you look around looking for this portal, 
on the far side of the cherry blossom tree, you'll see this faint, dark purple glow mm-hmm. of... It, it's just what you see. You can't tell what exactly it is, but uh, it'd be safe to assume that it's the portal. Mm-hmm. As yeah. you look around, looking for this, you see scattered bits of constructs and uh, metal and stone. And, and it looks like this place was just obliterated and there's bits of everything everywhere. And as the three of you move forward, we move into this cavern. A figure walks out from the the light of the cherry blossom tree. And wearing this uh, bright red cult cloak, the figure says, It's about time someone showed up we are in dire need of sacrificing well you already sacrificed your fashion sense so sorry to disappoint why isn't shield bash an actual move like I just imagine you'll be (laughs) rushing in she'll be like well fuck that guy I have a portal to get to I, I really I really hate that that's actually like a feat. I know. Because that would be something you could totally do. <laughs> Alright. He, he kind of like smirks at all the at all of you and says one, two, three. Oh look, and there's even a small fae with you. I believe this might be enough. He snaps his fingers. And then, the it's as if darkness itself has been lifted from the uh, from the the room, and above you, you see it's just countless of those darklings, those black fairies, hovering all above you. I I had I had a quip when he counted the three that popped into my brain. <laughs> all right. Um, our our followers they are not invisible, correct? correct? Well, it's definitely clear that not only have you failed with your fashion sense, you've also failed to learn how to count. Even I can do that! (laughs) Well, only three of you are needed. And again, he still snaps. Unless... Magical darkness kind of fades from the room. And as the light spreads out, you see countless droves of those black fairies hovering above you. Cool. I'm going to go ahead and activate that armor spell I was holding. (laughs) (laughs) I want to worry about them when they're within 30 feet of me. And as you all run towards this portal, I'm going to need you all to roll initiative. How far away from Yulby is dude who's talking? Uh, y'all be running in this room. I say y'all are about 80 feet into the room, and he's maybe another 60 feet in front of you. Okay, because you'll be was 30 feet ahead of the two of us. Yeah. Man, she would have dashed. Okay. She, so you'll she's... be can get to the guy. Yeah. Oh. Okay. I, I need those numbers, guys. <laughs> I clicked um... away. My bad. <laughs> <coughs> 
Well, <coughs> Zug's, Zug's over here with a 25 because of that. God. <laughs> that will be a 13 for you, will be. 13. Zug is ready for anything. Except, you're like, that was a counterspell moment, so clearly he wasn't ready to counterspell. But, <laughs> I don't have counterspell. Well, so he's not ready for everything. I, I was asking, <laughs> was that a counterspell moment? Because I thought somebody took counterspell. I'm I didn't. not either. Nope. Which would have been a real, you know, shame. He goes to, like, snap his fingers and dispel this, like, shadowy barrier thing. It just, nope. <laughs> well, maybe next time. What was Callie's number? 16. 16. Alright, well, Zug is up first. As these black fairies begin to descend from the ceiling. Almost like a black wave. Okay, so... How close together are these things that are descending? Because I have two AOEs. I, I mean, use. there's a lot of them to the point where it's like ants coming out of an ant, ant bed, almost, that's been disturbed. So there's just all right there in, in one giant mob. So if I were to use an ice knife, how many things would be within five feet of the center? Uh, let me roll a dice. If I aimed at the center one. Uh, it depends on what I roll on my d12. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's what I'm going to cast. All right, you're going to cast Ice Knife. I'm gonna do a, I think I'm going to upcast it. There's a bunch of them coming down. Ooh. So with a level 2 Ice Knife, hit that. That is a not great. That's a, a 9. nine. Uh, these things have... They did not hit anything. I figured... <laughs> Dice got stuck in the corner. <laughs> just kind of like stuck in the random spot. The one opening. It, it rolled. It just went clunk right into the wall. Of the screen just stopped. I'm like, really? <laughs> All right. What else you got for us? Then? Well, hit or miss, the thing does explode. Thing does explode. So, All right. 1d10 piercing damage. 1d10 piercing damage. Anything within five feet. That dexterity save. Okay. Uh, doo -doo -doo -doo. Okay. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's a lot of them I gotta roll. <laughs> well, if it's a 13, is my save. 13 is your save. So I rolled nine on the on the d12. So nine enemies are affected. Nine enemies are affected. And Sweet. five of them saved. Okay, so they're going to take... Do it. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. Go ahead, finish first. They're going to take half of this. I just need to roll two, roll two d6s. Alright. That's a five. So cold damage. Five cold damage. So four of them take five cold damage. And those four now look yeah, like the they're all frosty. And the rest take half. Because it's not a saber suck. Yeah, essentially all nine of them look like they they got frosted frostbite. They all have their <coughs> frosted tips now are in boy bands, <laughs> and none of them die. They do slow down though. I'm just gonna go ahead and say that all nine of those slow down because there's a lot of those things. 
My question was, yeah, how high that... is the ceiling? Uh, it's about 80 feet. And these things are actively descending, or you hit them yes. 80 feet They're back. actively descending. So when you hit them, they're probably about maybe 65, 70 feet. Okay, thank you. Let's end your turn. And the next up would be one of these. So as you're looking around, one of, a larger one of these little darkling fairies tends to break away from the pack and uh, is moving a little bit faster than the rest of them. And uh, because you threw an ice knife at them, it tends to target Zug first. And Sweet. it's got two melee attacks and it rushes in yeah it rushes in does a couple of uh, long distance melee attacks it's pretty cool he does a 16 or a 18 hit well for one of those I have a question is Am I within the range of the uh, bonus AC from my little baby face? Uh, are you within? You are not within ten feet of Alder, so no. Yeah, I would have been behind. Okay. Um, so they both would hit, but I'm going to shield versus one okay. of them. So uh, one will not hit. All right. So one hits. That is. Seven damage, piercing damage, I should say. Mm, lovely. Uh -huh. And that will be that thing's turn. That's pretty cool that they can do that. And then next up would be Miss Callie. Um. So we have countless things descending from the ceiling, and then one guy ahead of us, and also one tree ahead of us. Correct. Cool. I'm gonna go ahead and target the guy. The guy. Alright. Let's see. She was 30 feet behind Yulby, so she is about 30 feet away from the guy because Yulby sprinted up to him. Um. Let me pick between two spells real fast. What a time to not have fireball. Okay. Um. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> yeah, she's gonna go ahead and cast frostbite on him. Ooh. Um, which is just he makes a Constitution saving throw. Constitution saving throw. Okay, and that is a fifteen to save. Yeah, he does not save. Cool. He got an eleven. He takes. Five cold damage, and he has disadvantage on the next weapon attack roll he makes. Nice. Um, but that's all she's going to do with this stage. She's focused mostly on him because trying to focus on several when she really only has mostly targeted spells isn't going to do any of us much good. That's so. Fair. That okay, is very fair. Alright. The next up will be Miss Yulby. 
Oh, she's running past the guy to the the glowing purple portal thing. Goal was to close it. That is a fair point. So you, I mean, you can easily close the rest of that distance with your movement and maybe f dash if you have that. Oh yeah, dash for sure. Yeah, you can close that, and as soon as you get close to it, that that crystal ball begins to like get warm and glow mm -hmm. real bright. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if you hold it out there, or essentially expose it to this portal, it slowly begins to suck this portal out into this thing. And uh, since you're doing that, there's nothing else you can do this turn. Yep, that's fine. Haha! -ha! Can't get back home, you dumb fairies! Uh, <laughs> can, can you describe to me, what did the guy do as Yulby ran past? So as, as Yulby runs past, uh, he's kind of distracted by the fact that he just got attacked with uh, this frostbite magic. And he tries to stop her, but doesn't have a uh, um, doesn't doesn't have a uh, essentially uh, enough leverage to move that way, and uh, misses completely. Yeah, try to hit that twenty-two AC. Try it. <laughs> <laughs> It'll break your knuckles. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, I don't mean to keep interrupting the question, but um, what did he try to hit her with? Uh, just he just tried to grab her. Oh, okay. From what you can see, he doesn't have any weapons on him. I'm just trying to keep track of what, what this guy is and what he's doing. Thanks. <laughs> and as she begins to suck this portal out, these, uh, these dark fairies, they begin to descend faster and faster and faster. But they don't seem to be targeting any of y'all. They just kind of be spreading out as they descend out and uh, slowly disappearing and objects around the room begin to glow. I don't know what any of that means and I don't like it. <laughs> and next up would be this this cultist here. And as he sits there in, uh, in a little bit of a, a daze from being attacked and not being able to catch catch our uh, our paladin friend here. Mm -hmm. To try to stop her, he turns completely, and uh, he he cast. What is that? Oh, that's a cool ass spell. He's going to cast uh, Eldritch Blast. Okay. <laughs> now, if I'm not mistaken, that does immediately hit, right? I've never had to had a character. No, it's a roll to hit. To roll to hit, okay. The magic missile is the automatic. That's that's the one. I see. I always get those mixed up. All right. So I'm pretty sure that a dirty twenty does not hit. Nope. Because as you said earlier, yours is twenty two. Twenty two. Have a shield. I have alder, and I put a spell on myself. <laughs> try to hit <laughs> frustrated he uh frustrated he kind of like builds up i'm assuming like when this when shoots over there because of how high it was it connects but doesn't do anything it's kind of like bounces off well i imagine like it the like magic kind of like tings and then like try to curls around but like you know how like fire just yeah. does that thing when it goes around metal but nothing happens that <laughs> yep <laughs> and so as he 
as as all this happens, and he's he's frustrated. He he begins to uh, uh, build up this large. It looks almost like a fireball in his uh, hands here, and uh, he gonna. It's where he ends his turn as he starts to prepare this next spell. Next in order is Zug. Next in order is Zug. Alright, so Zug has a friend who wants to attack him. I'm going to cast my new spell. Okay. Excuse me, cat. Um, so I'm going to cast Mirror Image. Yeah. Um, so I'm not, in, I'm not currently in uh, melee with anybody, correct? Typical melee range, no. Alright, so I'm going to approach the, uh, the fashion disaster rogue guy. Fashion disaster I can rogue do that. guy. <laughs> I can do that as a bonus action. Alright, you do that. I, so if I can move up to 30 feet towards him. Alright, which means you will... Uh, well, because this guy's in the opposite direction, passing through the ferry. He's, he's 140 feet in and Zug's 80 feet in. Ooh. The room. Oh. That's so sixty feet. Is there an enemy? Is there an enemy closer? to The me fairy that was uh, attacking you was is about twenty feet away. Now approach that one. It's probably a bad idea, but you approach that fairy. We're doing it. You approach that fairy. What do you do? Dun dun dun. That's, I don't have. Any oh, more you don't. Actions. Okay. Actually, my bonus action. <laughs> Alright. So, after after Zug moves in on this ferry, you'll see the uh, the abyssal farmers and their sentinels have spread out and they begin trying to uh, take down as many of these, these little darklings as they can, spread out across the room. And uh, this, this, this darkling, this, this large darkling, uh, now that is now within melee range of Zug, uh, takes a swing with this large sword sword. It's kind of it's kind of oxymoron that it says that and it's yeah swings down with this large sword sword. Does a fifteen or a twenty four hit? Um, so the 24, I have to roll some to see if it hits one of my duplicates. The 15 does 15 not. does not, okay. No, that would actually meet. That meets. I looked at my numbers wrong. Ah. So, he's swinging at your, uh, your duplicates here. Now I gotta see, does he hit one of my duplicates? So for the first, nope, that's good. That first one's gonna hit me, and then I'll try to roll for the second one. The second one is going to hit one of my duplicates. The second one is going to hit one of your duplicates. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it, as it comes down, it, it destroys the duplicate. What, what did it do to me? Uh, I the first one did hit, didn't it? Let's see. That is... Nine damage. Nine, nine damage. damage. This thing's not fair. <laughs> and at that, this is where we will stop this episode. Huh. Thanks for tuning in. 
As always, any music and sound effects used in the episode are credited in the description. You'll also find a link to our Discord for which all of our social media can be reached. Hope you're enjoying yourselves here in Fate Rest. And this is Tex, your DM, signing off. <laughs>